As you may know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and this year's theme is Look Around, Look Within. So I wanted to do an episode on that topic as it applies to leadership, sharing some ideas and actions to help you maintain your own mental health and promote mental health in your organization. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. In my last episode, I talked about organizational stress and the different possible sources that can create stress to different degrees in your team or in your organization. That episode was called Identifying the Real Cause of Organizational Stress. Today, I'll focus more on personal mental health, especially as it relates to leadership. Leadership has its own unique set of challenges and extra pressure, as you know. At times, you may even question your own mental health or recognize that you need to get some type of help or support just for yourself. Research is showing how stressed managers are feeling in their roles. One study showed 27% of managers ranked work-related managerial stress as one of the top three factors impacting their mental health. 64% said their mental health affected their ability to do their job over the past year. And now 30% say they're actively looking to change employers over the next year. So this is a huge issue. And I know that a lot of managers, maybe you, do feel empathy and feel like you need to be taking on much more kind of the, the mental burden of other people in your organization. It's just a huge issue. According to Mental Health America, the meaning of look around, look within, that's the theme, has to do with taking time to take note of your surroundings and how they're affecting you. Specifically addressing issues like safe and stable housing, home environments, neighborhood communities, outdoors, and nature. So we're including a link to their site in the show notes so you can explore the topic and resources that they offer in more depth if you're interested. But back to you and why your own leadership mental health is so important. As you know, you're responsible for managing and guiding your team so your own mental health can impact your decision-making abilities, communication skills, and just overall performance. So if you're struggling with your mental health, it can negatively impact your team's productivity and morale. So you've got to prioritize your mental health so that you can effectively lead and support your own team. And I know it's not easy. You're serving multiple stakeholders, making decisions that not everyone will understand, agree on, accept, or support. Often you don't even have an outlet or people that you can confide in. So there could be a tendency to go inward, kind of in protection mode or in hiding. And of course, your personal life impacts your work life. You know, it's all one life, as I often say, work is a part of life. So when you think about your current work environment, how would you rate it on a scale of one to 10? One meaning it's totally toxic right now, or 10 is super healthy. First, get real about what's happening if you think there are problems that you may be avoiding. What level of support does your business or organization provide to employees? You know, it's worth noting that more workers view employer-provided mental health support as a right, not just a perk. 
Another interesting uh, statistic in 2023, the State of Workforce Mental Health Report cited that chronic mental health diagnoses increased from 2021 to 2023. Specifically, employees reporting ADD, ADHD, bipolar, and PTSD went from 4 to 8%. And employees reporting severe or chronic depression or anxiety went from 8 to 10%. So that's really an an unfortunate statistic. As you know, even one person, especially if you're in a small business who's suffering from some kind of mental stress or anxiety can affect the whole team. Some other interesting research shows that one in four employees are considering leaving their jobs. You know, we talked before about how managers are considering leaving their own employers, but employees are considering leaving too. Here are the top three reasons. Number one, low compensation, two, toxic work environment, and three, job negativity affecting mental health. Keep in mind, you may not be aware of potential problems. As I explained in the last episode, you could be missing some signs and not even recognizing where you may be unknowingly contributing to the problem, especially if you're under extreme stress. So what can you do to create an environment that supports mental health in your organization while taking care of your own mental health? I've got some do's and don'ts. (laughs) Do tell your team that your intention is to help create a positive work environment. Let them know that you want to look around more and do whatever you can do to make things better or even better if things aren't so bad. Don't expect everyone to buy in. Even if you state your intention, depending on where your team or organization is, kind of on that, you know, toxicity scale, some people may not buy into it if they lack trust or if there are other issues that make people question. Another do, do share wins and successes. These could be individual wins, team wins. It's one of the best ways to keep people energized and motivated. Don't try to hide serious issues or problems or avoid them. People can sense when you're not genuine, cracks will start developing. So while it's important to share those wins and successes, don't do it at the expense of denying that there are other issues that people need to to know about. Don't paint a rosy picture when it's not the case. Another do, do ask for help when you need it. Don't pretend like everything is okay when it's not. In your role, there's a lot of pressure to be strong or portray that strength in public. I've had to do that a a lot during different times in my life when it's been hard for me personally, but I've had to reach out for help uh, in my personal life when I was experiencing extreme grief after losing my dad a number of years ago. Um, When I went through divorce, also when I felt totally lost trying to figure out what was next for me and my work, there are times when I felt like I'm at a crossroads and I've had to make really difficult decisions. And it's been hard to reach out for help, but I've been so glad when I did. Another do, do be sensitive to other people on your team who seem to be struggling in some way. Everyone goes through tough times and periods in their life when things are especially difficult or they don't feel well themselves. Don't be the fixer or rescuer or make a bigger deal out of an issue than it needs to be. And also don't make the assumption that just because you think you may be um, responding a certain way to a difficult scenario that an employee is experiencing that they would respond in the same way. Part of the reason that there's so much focus on mental health is to normalize it. And that's really a good thing. So you don't need to be the hero. Instead, be a guide helping them find the best resources. Another do. 
do establish boundaries and communicate them. In many cases, you may be trying to create boundaries for yourself, but everyone that you're you're working with isn't aware of them. Your assistant can be a great asset here. They can help you establish new boundaries when it comes to managing your time or access to you. Don't make boundaries so rigid that they're actually impeding your ability to get work done. You know, they don't all need to be so fixed. Some can be soft or more flexible. For example, you wouldn't want to say never contact me after 5 p.m. on Friday. You might say contact me after Friday at 5 only if there's a pressing issue or an urgent matter or some kind of emergency or if it's from a specific person that you'd like to hear from. In your role, you've got to be able to discern what the appropriate boundary should be in different situations with different people. Okay, to foster mental health in your business or organization, here are some specific actions that you can take. And and you don't have to do them all, and you already may be doing some, which is great, but consider what might work best for you or your team. One is encourage people to share personal wellness or self-care tips in meetings or newsletters or maybe through other channels. Engaging them is a great way to build more awareness around these issues. You know, I remember leading a group, uh, it was during the pandemic, and we, we all went around the room and said, how are you managing yourself now? What is it that you're doing to get through these stressful times? And everyone just shared an idea or a tip. It was really valuable to hear from people on the team what they were doing or learning or trying to help them manage the stress and maintain their mental health. Maybe there's someone on your team who's experiencing or who has experienced some kind of extreme challenge in their life or work, and they'd be willing to share how they've dealt with it. So that's the kind of thing that you can do is just to encourage more engagement from your team to talk about personal wellness and self-care tips. Number two, is to uh, put together some kind of educational event. It might be a lunch and learn or a webinar. Uh, it could be an inspiring video that you watch together or bring an expert on mental health to, to give some kind of talk. But bringing together in some kind of educational format or learning environment would be another great idea for you if you're not doing that already. Number three is plan a social event to build more connection and community among your your employees, other stakeholders. It helps people know that they're not alone. And it's so easy to feel that way if you're operating in a virtual working environment. So there are even some ways that you can create more socialization uh, on Zoom or Teams or virtually, uh, regardless of whatever platform you're using. Number four, I love this one, is to connect with nature bring in more natural light. You know, many of my clients know that when I'm working with their teams offsite, I request space where I have windows or light coming in. It just helps you think better. It makes you feel better, creates a, a better working environment. So being sensitive to that uh, is is something that you might want to consider and, you know, try to improve if you feel like you're uh, not bringing in enough light or going outside enough and connecting with nature. Uh, which is related to number five, and that's creating the physical space that you need. And you can get some ideas from your team here too. What would they like to see if you're in a physical office? It can be tricky because you know we all have different preferences. You might find some people you know who want to work over in a corner and not have anyone bother them, and others who are more social and would like to be in a place where they can engage more with people. 
So it can be a challenge, but talk about what might you try to improve that could make it better for everyone in the office. Uh, And it goes the same for you in your own personal workspace, whether you're working in a big office or a small cubicle or even a desk, what would make your own environment more pleasant? Maybe refreshing some photos that you have or inspirational quotes or whatever you need around you to feel like you're in uh, a motivating working environment. And number six is to foster mindfulness, to create time for reflection or quiet. And that may also relate to the the physical space that I just talked about, carving out a place in your office where people can go, where they know they won't hear noise or find distraction, um, allowing them to have time out. So just to recap uh, some of the ideas that you might want to, to try, number one, encourage people on your team to share their own tips and experiences around mental health and what they've learned. Number two, plan an educational learning event of some kind that could be virtual or in person. Number three, plan a social event to build connection and community. Number four, connect with nature. Uh, in some way, bringing in more light. Number five, adjust your physical office space and or your own personal workspace as you need to. And six, foster more mindfulness. There are many resources available to you to learn more and to get additional support. For example, you can take advantage of mental health screenings and resources that support people in crisis, like your local crisis center, which I highly recommend. Um, I actually started my career in the mental health field working in the area of crisis counseling and suicide prevention. It's good to see mental health issues becoming more commonly discussed in society today, but there's still a lot of education and learning to do. So it's important not just to raise awareness about the importance of mental health, but to do something to help create a positive impact in that area. So that's why I wanted to include some of those specific tips today, some action items. You know, ultimately, each person is responsible for their own mental health, but you and your organization can help make a positive impact. So your question for today, what's just one action you can take to help practice and promote mental health? Give it some thought. Check out the resources included in the show notes and let me know if you need more ideas. I mentioned that this is Mental Health Awareness Month, but mental health is an issue to keep on your radar all year long. It's just that important. So look around, look within, look around to become more aware of what's happening around you and your team. Do what you can to influence or facilitate change to create the best working environment for those you lead. Look within to check in with yourself more often, get support if or when you need it and take better care of yourself. Look to me if I can be of support in some way. I'd love to be of help. In the meantime, I hope you have a good rest of the week taking better care of yourself and doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.